I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Today we're going to do a top 10 countdown. I guess at the end of the year, it's traditional to do these top 10 countdowns. We're going to do it on something that we all love. We're going to do it on guns. Now, do you know, I'm going to give you a chance, even before I start this, we're going to talk about the top 10 most produced gun models in the world. What are the top 10 gun models ever produced in the world? Now, before we do the list, you right now ask yourself, what gun do you think is number one? What do you think is the most produced gun model ever in the world of all world production firearms? What gun do you think is number one? Let's take a look at the top 10. And let me tell you where I'm getting this information from, because it's a really great article. It's, it's from an article from the Rock Island Auction Newsletter. So if you don't know Rock Island, they're really cool. They got some beautiful guns. They do great auctions. And look, they're, they're not a sponsor of the show or anything. I just happen to be an admirer of uh, RIA. And I subscribe to their newsletter, and it's free. So you may want to do the same. And this article was in their newsletter, and I really got a kick out of it. And it is entitled The Most Produced Gun Models, and it's written by Joe uh, Egesser. And Engesser. I'm sorry I'm screwing up his name, but E-N-G-E-S-S-E-R. We'll just call him Joe. But anyway, Joe wrote this great article. Now, he actually talks about uh, 25 most, but I just want to do the top 10. And let's start with what gun is 10, number 10 of the most produced model in the world. And the number 10 spot is, believe it or not, folks, the Marlin Model 60. That's right, the Marlin Model 60 22. Marlin, as you may know, sold it and billed it as the most popular 22 in the world. And in fact, it is. And yet that gun, for years and years, since May of 1990 until Believe it or not, the Murphy administration of all things, when they passed a uh, when they passed the magazine ban, when they lowered it from fifteen to ten, so that they want to restrict us to uh, to the ability to defend ourselves, because you know they don't think our, our your life's worth more than ten bullets. You know, sorry, that's it. Your life's worth only ten. Well, when they passed that, interestingly, because the 22 Marlin Model 60 had been banned as an assault firearm, that was an embarrassing mistake for the anti-gunners. And so they actually, believe it or not, repealed tube-fed 22s. Because I used to harp on them on the Marlin Model 60, used to hold that up. This is an assault firearm in Jersey. You know, with the little squirrel that's, you know squeezed into the grip, the little squirrel logo, you know, the assault firearm in New Jersey. You know, just, it was great because it just showed how stupid. And the law is still, of course, really stupid. But that one, they just couldn't take it anymore, I guess. And they uh, actually repealed the ban on the, the most popular 22 and a gun that makes the top 10 of all models ever produced in the world, the Marlin Model 16. Jersey banned it. That's right, 11 million 
Marlin Model 60s. Over 11 million Marlin Model 60s out there with this gun introduced in 1960. And you know what? That gun is currently out of production now. After all those years, it is now out of production, but it's still one of the most common guns in the U.S. So what is number nine? Number nine in our countdown here. Ah, the Remington 870 shotgun. Boy, how many of us have had Remington, still have Remington 870s, and that gun, boy, what a classic of all classic, right? The 870 pump shotgun. 11 million plus, well over 11 million Remington 11 uh, 11, uh, 11 million plus for the Remington 870. It was introduced in 1950. I even have one of the old Remington 870s with the corn cob forearm. You know, it was really cool. Really, 1950s corn cob on there. The guns are just workhorses, wonderful, beautiful, great American classics. And it is uh, number nine on the list of most produced gun models in the world. But guess who beats that pump shotgun? Guess who beats the Mo the Remington 870? None other than the Mossberg 500. That's right. The Mossberg 500 is over 12 million of that incredible shotgun. What a tough, reliable shotgun the Mossberg 500 is. I mean, I have really put the Mossberg 500 through all kinds of Torture testing, you know, just having fun shooting it. They are tough. They last. They're sturdy. They work. Great design and uh, a fun gun to shoot. And, you know, so many variations of that from the sporting configurations to the combat type, tactical type, shockwave type, chainsaw type. I love the chainsaw one. Persuaders, Defenders, you name it. All those models of Mossberg 500s. And the Mossberg 500 came in uh, to production in 1961. Yeah, yep, 61. And over 12 million guns. Guess what gun is number seven, folks? Number seven on our countdown is the SKS. That's right, the SKS. Not an American-made gun at all. It's a Russian design. Mr. Simonov designed that in 1943. And there's about f over 15 million SKSs out there. And they were made by the Soviet Union and Yugoslavia and Romania and Albania and North Vietnam and North Korea and East Germany. They all made variants. Some of them are quite collectible and quite desirable and hard to get. But China is far away the largest producer of uh, SKSs, making over 10 million SKSs in just China alone. So as popular as the SKS is in America, it's a gun that's not made in America, never was, and yet is number seven in world production. Wow, impressive. What's number six? Ah, number six. Sun never sets on the British Empire, my friends. It is the Lee Enfield. 17 million Lee Enfields. Uh, Lee Enfield is uh, that gun that helped build the British Empire, you know. 
It's a bolt action, and it was introduced in, ni- in 1895, from the Second Boer War in 1899 to the Korean War. That Lee Enfield served as that British standard. And uh, they still use it today in limited service. And what a great gun those Enfields are. I love my Enfields. I'm sure you do if you own one as well. And they're one of the fastest firing bolt actions, too, by way of their design. But guess what beats the British and the British Enfield? Number five on the list. Believe it or not, beating out those guns, including the 870 and the Mossberg 500, the Glock pistol. That's right. Glock is over 21 million Glocks made. Over 21 million. You know, Gaston Glock just passed away this week, 94 years old. Talk about a man that changed the world. Think about what Gaston Glock did. He changed the world with his wonderful pistol. I mean, uh, the thing about Glocks, I tell folks, you know, they work. Some people don't like them. A lot of people love them. I happen to love them. But, hey, I get it. That's why there's lots of guns for lots of people. All good. But the one thing about a Glock is uh, when you pull the trigger, it goes bang. And that's why I also have seen that the most accidental discharges are done with Glocks. There's no manual safety on a Glock. So you better keep uh, sharp when you have a Glock. Stick to the rules of safety. Because when you pull the trigger on a Glock, it goes bang. And it'll do it uh, whether you want it to or not. You know, you better make sure you are paying attention. But what a great gun. What a reliable firearm it is indeed. And it is number five in the most number of firearm models produced in the world. Here we are to number four. And what is number four? A 28 plus million? The AR-15. That's right. Eugene Stoner and his design, right? We always like to say that the uh, AR-15 was designed by a stoner. Sometimes people say, what? But no, it was. That's a fact. And it was uh, designed in 1961. And it entered into the civilian market in 1964 as the SP-1 model AR-15 Sporter. Those are also highly collectible. You get those SP-1s. They're neat. Just a mark of a new generation in modern sporting rifles. And uh, over 28 million used by, of course, our military used around the world, and it is number four. And it is also the most produced rifle models in America, without a doubt. As a matter of fact, National Shooting Sports Foundation estimates there are just under 20 million AR-15 rifles in circulation. And, uh, And the... Production figures push it closer to 23 million. Um, That's a lot of guns there, and that platform deservedly so. What about number three? We're getting down on the countdown to the top three. The number three most produced rifle in the world is the 
Mosin Nagant. That's right, the Russian Mosin. Mosin Nagant produced with its introduction in 1891. It was known as the model M91-30. And they were made in Russia, of course, right? the Soviets producing uh, lots of them. But did you also know that over 3 million of the Mosins, over 3 million Mosin Nagants were manufactured in America? That's right, American-made by Remington and Westinghouse, two American manufacturers. They were also made in France and Estonia and Finland and Poland and Romania and China and a multitude of other nations manufactured variants of the Mosin. That makes it number three. 37 plus million Mosin Nagants out there. Okay, number two. And then we're going to go to number one. And I bet many of you may have guessed that number two is number one, but it's not. The second most produced gun ever is the AK-47, the Kalashnikov. That's right. Over 76 million AKs out there, folks. And mostly, of course, they are produced uh, Russia, China, etc. And it is uh, quite a number of... AKs and all the variants all around the world. And it is quite a popular firearm. And I'm sure just about anyone can recognize that AK-47 silhouette. But what is, drumroll please, the number one most produced firearm ever in the world? And I'll tell you what it's not. It's not the 1911. Nope. Some of you may have thought so. You go to the gun store, you see lots of them, right? Nope, not the 1911. 1911 didn't even make the top 10. Didn't even make the top 10. What the heck is the number one most produced rifle, firearm, gun model? What is it? Why, folks, it's the Mauser Model 98. That's right. The Mauser 98, over 100 million Mausers with that famous Mauser bolt action, almost perfection in design, utilized even by our own Springfield bolt action rifle, utilized by sporting rifle manufacturers, that lockup, that strong bolt action, which... Over 100 million manufactured between 1898 and 1945, during when it was used by, of course, the German army, right, through both World War One and World War Two, and that rifle is the winner, the number one most produced firearm model in the world. And so it's interesting to think about those guns and. I know I own a number of them, and I bet you do too, and how uh, thankful we are for those great designs and those great guns. And uh, I know one of the great things about guns is having a place to shoot them. 
And that's why we want to highly recommend that you check out We Shoot. We Shoot is an indoor pistol range in uh, Lakewood. It's convenient to the right there, right off the parkway, easy to get to. If you live in Monmouth, Middlesex, Ocean. Matter of fact, as you know, with the range closing of uh, shooters there in, uh, in, in uh, South Jersey, the, the closing, well, guess what? We Shoot is offering anybody that was a member of that range prior, We Shoot will honor your membership at We Shoot for the remainder of what you had. That's right, no, no extra charge. So listen, if you're upset because your range closed there, go to We Shoot. They will honor it for you. And you'll see what a great facility they have. We Shoot does wonderful trainers. It's where I got my certification training and my brother and my son to get our carries. You can do that too there. They just have a magnificent staff, great stock of guns, accessories, and they will be able to help you get fit to what your needs are and help you to become amazingly proficient with your firearm and do it right and be safe. So check out We Shoot USA. And when we come back, I have an interesting law to talk to you about that's being proposed. And wait till you hear about this one. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hey, welcome back to Gun, o- Gun Lawyer. This is Evan Knappen. And I was just reading about this here. And you know what? Uh, I think you're going to find this really interesting. But before... I get into that. I want to remind you that you should be a member of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. They are fighting for your rights every day. They're with a full-time lobbyist in Trenton. They're in the courts as we speak fighting the so-called assault firearm ban, the so-called large capacity magazine ban, and of course the carry killer bill. And they're there vigilant 
guarding our rights, fighting for our rights, making a difference. Just got three attorney general opinions done that help gun owners. Three, without litigation, including what we talked about last show, so that pregnant individuals can uh, get an extension on getting their uh, carry recertification. Lots of good work coming out of the association. You can stay updated. They'll get on their email. They'll send you a great newsletter, finest in the state. Check out anjrpc.org, anjrpc.org. Make sure you join the association so you can be part of the solution. And while you're at it, make sure you get a copy of my book. Yes, it's time for me to shamelessly promote my book. It is called New Jersey Gun Law. And it is the Bible of New Jersey gun law. It is over 120 topics, all explained, question and answer. It's over 500 pages. It is the source to try to understand New Jersey gun laws. And when you scan the front cover, you for free get a subscription for free to my update, my subscriber portal, where you're alerted right away about changes just like that attorney general opinion that just came out, well, if you were a subscriber, you got it before I even talked about it on the show. We get all the updates. We get the news out. We get any of those changes. You get it for free. You get alerted to it. You go in the archive, download, print. It's all there for you so that this book stays current. And that's the idea. So if you want to get a copy of New Jersey Gun Law, go to evannappen.com. That's my website, evannappen.com. And you will see that big orange book right there. Just click it, and you can order yourself a copy. So look what this says. This is from the, uh, I guess it's the Tribune. It's out of Pennsylvania. Tony La Russa. And what he uh, is talking about is that a state rep in Pennsylvania is crafting a measure to invoke, to revoke gun permits when people get caught at airport check per, checkpoints. Look at that. This guy wants to get a law passed so that, look, you know, a lot of guys out of Jersey and PA, you fly out of Philly, you fly out of these places, and I've dealt with it many, many times. People accidentally bring their gun to the airport because they forget that they have it in their bag, forget that they have another person. They're not terrorists. They're just law-abiding permit holders, which is who he wants to revoke. Notice, is it the terrorist that has a carry permit that's trying to get into the airport? No. These are law-abiding citizens who make an honest mistake, and he wants to take away your constitutional right to protect yourself with revoking your permit by doing this. And, you know, this is something that really we don't want to see become a law because it takes away the discretion. It removes the ability for individuals to explain when there's an honest mistake. And I've had many, many legal cases with this mistake. Now, granted, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't be this foolish. You shouldn't make that mistake. You need to be careful. You need to check your bags. You need to know what's in your bags. You need to know what's on your person. Why would you walk through an airport particularly the security checkpoint, and still have a gun. Well, I'll tell you what. I've had many cases where the individuals, not just forgetting that they had it, okay, that's one thing, 
Some didn't even know they had it. I had one where it was packed in their suitcase as a gift. They didn't even know it was in there. I had another where the fellow put his guns with his dog because he was going hunting, and he didn't know that the dog went through the security checkpoint. I had another case where the guy was late for his flight, and the person at the check at the check-in was trying to be nice, just grabbed his bag and ran him to the gate and pushed his bag through before he could even check it, and it had a gun. He didn't even want to do it, and it went through. I mean, I've had case after case. At international arms dealer, this guy sold legally sold MIG MIGs and 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 just he had licenses I'd never even seen before. And he accidentally at the bottom of a bag had some ammo that was left over. <clears throat> what a nightmare for that! What revoke revoke the permit? Revoke his ability, revoke his license, revoke, revoke, revoke for what? These honest mistakes. Look, I'm not saying, you know, look, right now you have you pay a civil fine. There's a civil fine. You're not getting away scot-free for being a bonehead. I get that. But not taking the person's rights away. That's where it's bad. And then what happens? These things snowball. And then they're going to take the rights, they're going to make it a crime, and they're going to enhance the penalty. They're going to do, you know, it just grows and grows and grows. And sure, this is a proposal now out of Pennsylvania. But guess what? These things then go national, and then they look to make it apply to everybody. And this is the anti-gun ploy. It's their M.O. It's what they do all the time. we got to nip it in the bud. So tell State Rep. Dan Frankel, that you don't like his idea, you don't agree that revoking is proper. Oh, he's saying this should be no problem for law-abiding gun owners. Why would they care? Because these people, you know, because we know the slippery slope that you guys do to us all the time. We know it. It's always so freaking reasonable till it isn't. So no more gun laws. No. Enough. And this next ploy of yours has to be stopped, just like every other ploy the antis put out. Here's yet another one. We got to go at them. We got to stop them. Beware of this encroachment that's being pursued again on our rights. So I have an interesting letter here. And this is a letter from George. And George says, regarding NJPTC additional handgun form, he's a U.S. Law Shield member and a book owner, so that's all good. He owns my book. Hi, Evan, longtime book owner, listener, member of U.S. Law Shield, also referred many friends and family members to your book and U.S. Law Shield. Well, thank you, George. Anyway, question is regarding NJPTC description of additional handguns to be carried form and he says feel free to shorten if you if reading on the podcast this is a little long and somewhat complicated in detail well let's get into it so basically what george is saying here is that he has a a dedicated p365 carry but he also owns full-size pistols that he may never carry for defensive purpose but thinking about traveling in maybe an rv in and out of state yes other state ptcs and he figures with the NJPTC and having them 
listed on the form. It would make it possible, limiting to two total pistols, of course, because that's the most you can carry, but mainly as a way to get away from the only to and from the range New Jersey law, which actually, here's the deal. By having your carry permit out of Jersey and going to other states where you can possess and carry, then the guns that you're allowed to possess and carry, that you're able to do that, put you squarely within the federal law, Title 18, 926A. And under that law, you can transport your gun, cased and unloaded, of course, uh, through bad states. So if you have your carry in Jersey for that handgun, you can possess and carry that handgun, so you're plainly meeting the federal qualification. And let's say you're going to go to Florida and have your Florida non-resident. Well, you can take your gun, cased, unloaded, not readily accessible from the passenger compartment, you can drive from New Jersey to Florida through all the bad states, all the bad states, and you're legal to transport your gun in that manner. And what that permit in Jersey does is reaffirm and make clear that you meet the parameters of the federal law by being able to possess and carry. So it can be very helpful in that regard. And with the uh, guns uh, listed on there, you have the ability to plainly possess and carry them. So that's not a bad idea. Then George goes on and says, well, uh, he also liked the idea that he can easily change calibers on certain guns with simple conversion barrels and a magazine swap. And he talks about being able to do it with Glocks and SIGs and such. And um, he wants to know, though, should he list every one with every caliber? And frankly, what you need to do is just list that gun with the serial number and its original caliber configuration. That's really it. You know, with modifications and such, it's not, it's perfectly legal for you to make these changes, to have multiple. You also might want to write on the form multi-caliber because when asked the caliber, you could add to the form the calibers, just the calibers. You don't have to re-list every gun. So if it is a multi-caliber gun, you could write that. You could put the calibers themselves that you have the conversions for because guns can be multiple calibers. And there are many, many guns that are uh, able to do that. So uh, feel free to add that to the form. Just add the calibers that it converts to. One gun listed, multi-caliber, you're good. And that's easy to do. So that would help cover you for that. And George, I thank you for your question and being a listener and a book owner and a Law Shield member and being smart. Being smart so that you're protecting yourself, especially in New Jersey. You're doing the right thing so that you're giving yourself an edge in being able to maintain your right to keep and bear arms. Unfortunately, what it takes, this is what it takes in Jersey, but it's what we must do. Hey, folks, so what is the GoFu of the week? The gun owner F up of the week. You know, I see these GoFus all the time. That's what happens as a gun lawyer. I defend, I defend my folks. I love you guys. I love defending you, and I... You know, that's my calling. It's not a problem. But I see it and I go, oh, man, it's a shame they made that mistake. 
And I say, I'm going to tell you, the listeners, these mistakes, because these mistakes are that. They are gofus, and you need to learn from these other mistakes. You get cheap lessons here. You get them really inexpensive. And today's gofu is real simple. Confessions don't absolve. They convict. That's right. Confessions don't absolve. They convict. Never confess. Okay, You have a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. You don't go and confess ever. The only time that, quote, confession comes into play is if you're entering a plea of guilty with a lawyer, you've worked out a plea, you've worked it all out, and the state requires a so-called factual basis, then and only then do you actually, quote, confess. But during any type of investigation, police inquiring about anything, and you, quote, confess, you know, whatever this mentality is, maybe from religion, you know, you know, with religion you confess and get, you know, get absolved, right? You can, you know, it's a different idea. You, you, you get to confess, get absolved, and leave, and you can do things. That's not how it works in the legal, in the justice system. Confession just makes it so that you can be convicted from your own words. And as gun owners, there's so many laws. There's so many problems, so many things you may not even be aware of that the last thing you want to do is say anything. What you want to do is talk to your lawyer. Talk to your lawyer. And unfortunately, I see gun owners thinking they can just go and explain it. Or they'll understand the mitigation, you know, the, the reasons behind it. What ha No, all you do is bury yourself with your own words. So remember, confessions don't absolve, they convict. And that's the GoFu of the Week. And this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.